um, Mr. Peter Ray, go ahead. Can I share screen? You certainly can. It's triggered. Hang on. I thought I'd be better at this by now, but I'm obviously not. Yeah, you, you need to get a decent VA, mate. <laughs> Cheeky bugger. Okay, oh, hopefully you can see a couple if you need some. <laughs> you should be able to see a large screen there now, hopefully. Yeah, got it. Yeah, I can see it. Cool. So um, I'm selfishly going to jump straight into the Boomerang. So there is Boomerang. That's Dean Pascoe, the CEO and founder, started Boomerang back in 2017. There's myself. I started with Boomerang in 21. I invested and in 22, I started working for them. So last year, we were voted by Golden Globes as the best BPO in Pampanga. 2023, we've already been recognized as the number one BPO um, by Asia Business Outlook, a premier uh, Southeast Asian publication, as one of the top 10 or the number one in the top 10 of BPOs to look out for. As of this morning, we now have a 392-person strong team, which says a lot because if you think about it, back in April 21, we only had less than 100. So we've seen incredible growth post-COVID because remote teams work. What is BPO? It's business process outsourcing. It was a generic term coined in the early 1990s, actually here in the Philippines by the Philippine government, because it was becoming quite a large sector. Obviously, they want to tax it. So they had to give it a name. So they came up with business process outsourcing. What is the difference between outsourcing and offshoring? These are two terms and we often get this question. Outsourcing. I want you to think of the banking customer service. Back in 1989, this was recognized as a, a, a formal business strategy for many banks. And you notice back in those days, when you called your bank, you no longer talked to your local branch. You end up being transferred offshore, typically to somewhere like India. Now, the bank still set the service, of, you know, the standard of service. It's still the bank's product. They will give information to the company in, the, in, in India. They'll give scripts, guides, and the database for the reps to use. But they don't choose the staff. It's the Indian company who choose the staff. They don't manage the staff. Once again, it's the company in India that will manage the staff. They'll do all the HR and everything, hiring and firing. The bank became very results orientated. So they want daily or weekly reporting to monitor what their outsource team is doing. They don't want to be in contact with the staff. They want to be in contact with the management of the Indian company running them. And this created a stigma. Cheap labor costs, you know, cheap labor costing jobs. The banks didn't switch their customer service to save money. They switched their customer service to make more money. And this was very much what we call a Wall Street approach, not a Main Street approach. And it's because banks became very focused on their shareholders rather than being focused on their clients. 
And that's outsourcing. So what's offshoring? Offshoring are remote integrated team members. It's your shape. What do I mean by that? I mean, it's client focused. The story I use for this is you go to a mobile phone store. You've got an idea of the mobile phone you want. You talk to the guy. You're telling him all about the mobile phone and the plan that's of interest to you. He's got this glazed expression on your face. And as soon as you finish talking, off you go to the most expensive mobile phones, looking at the most expensive plans so he can make as much money as possible. You're a square peg and a round hole. And he's trying to bash you to fit his shape. Here at Boomerang, we don't have a shape. The client is our shape. Your project outline, your job description. So if you're looking for a team member with me in business support, in marketing, in sales, in finance, you've got to tell me who do you want to join your team, their skills, their experience, and your company culture and vision and the kind of person you want. If you tell me that, I can create a project outline and give you an idea of how much that is going to cost and the services we provide. Once we've done that, we'll go out to market, start looking at people. I'll send you interview notes, CVs, personality tests, one minute videos, all the information I can possibly give you for you to choose and select people that you want to interview. When you've chosen those people, We'll organize the interview and you conduct the interview. I'll have someone in the room listening to the interview because I want to make sure I'm putting the right people in front of you. You choose who you want because you're going to work with them. You're going to manage them. They're going to become part of your company culture, working on your systems and your platforms. They work in your time zone and they have your public holidays off not Philippine holidays like it is today. They get you focused on working on your business, not being buried inside your business. So with offshoring, the stigma disappears because it's an, off te it's an offshore team member's job to support you and your team members, not to remove jobs, but to help you get back to doing the work you're supposed to be doing. Why should you offshore? Well, it's accessible to everybody now. I talked about Main Street for outsourcing, for offshoring. It, sorry, I talked about Wall Street for outsourcing. Well, with offshoring, it's on Main Street now. It's accessible to all. The major hurdle was removing the physical office environmentality. Well, thanks very much for doing that, COVID. Everybody went to work from home. You can work from home. Why can't you work from the Philippines? Once again, it's about supporting business, not costing jobs. You can scale with little commitment and significant savings. Don't worry about getting your guy a computer, a desk, a chair, a monitor. That's our responsibility. Don't worry about human resources. Don't worry about payroll. That's our responsibilities. IT hardware and software. Once again, let us worry about that and you just work with your team member. Why the Philippines? It's got a population of about 118 million people, and over 80% of those have really high English literacy skills. 1.8 million people work in the BPO industry, and the Filipinos have a beautiful work ethic. 
They won't try and tell you how to run your business, but they will support you in your vision and your goals to get you there. So the obvious question now is, why Boomerang? That's our 12-step onboarding process. So I meet you, we start talking about offshoring, step one, step 12, an employee start date, and they start working for you. Zero commitment, zero cost process. Have a look at step 10, issue invoice. Everything before step 10, nothing. I don't want a penny from you. 30 days notice. So after, 12, after step 12, your employee starts with you. Let's say you're running into some hard times in nine months time, and now you need to scale down, not scale up. Okay, give us a shout. We'll understand. If we can't bend and help you, you hand in 30 days notice, which is the rules of the Philippines, and then you walk away. We're not the BPO that holds a gun to your head, makes you stay. We only want people working with us who want to work with us. Accountability. We have a cradle to grave philosophy. So I'm happy to talk all day long with everybody. The moment we start talking job descriptions and everything else, I'm going to get a business development manager involved because they're the experts. I am not an expert on outsourcing and offshoring, but I have people around me who are. And the business development manager will walk you through all those 12 steps. And then once your, once your team members onboarded, they will continue working with you. So that BDM better buddy deliver on what they promise you. This is a look at our quoting sheet. It looks like a whole bunch of numbers, and it is. But what I want to draw your attention to here is we do transparent, bill, transparent billing to build trust and longevity. So your invoice will show you and explain exactly what it costs and the, those costs we pass on to run your team member. Have a look at the yellow column, sorry, the, the numbers in red on the right-hand side. It's a flat offshore fee. Now, if you have a large team, we'll reduce that fee. If you go over 10 people, we'll start reducing that fee down. So you can see on the column on the left, a salary package, what your team member earns. No matter what they earn, my offshore fee remains the same. And we do that for a very deliberate purpose, for a, a very deliberate reason. We want to remain neutral. Boomerang enriching client and staff lives with simple and smart offshoring solutions. We want to look after the client, but we want to look after your team member as well. Very quickly, four popular roles you can offshore in the Philippines. It's not all about virtual assistants. How about a digital marketing specialist? Look after your, look after your social media, look after your LinkedIn. In Australia, you can expect to pay 75000 Philippines, 13,000 Aussie dollars. A web developer, maybe someone who could do dedicated SEO. Once again, upwards of 70. That's probably nearly 80 now. Philippines, probably around about 13 to 50. Virtual assistant, what we like to call executive assistants. These are organizational wizards like Sabrina. $55,000. Get one here in the Philippines for around about 10 to 12, depending on experience. Finally, accountancy, which is super, super hot. An accountant 
That's an old slide. They're demanding upwards of 80,000, Aussie dollars. Here in the Philippines, it has gone up a little bit. Expect to pay 15. But the beauty with accountancy is the perfect example of a symbiotic relationship offshoring. An accountant will spend, let's call it, 80% of their time doing dog work and only 20% of their time doing what they're experts at, filling out tax returns possibly. So get themselves an accountant here in the Philippines. The accountant in the Philippines does 80% of the dog work. Now suddenly you've got 80% of your time free. What are you going to do with that? I'm going to go and find more clients and do what I'm good at, expand my business. Thank you very much. And any questions? Richie Hens, you've got a question? I, I, I don't have any questions, but look, I, I've done a one-on-one -on -one with, with people and, and people in the room that have known me for a while. I, I have experience in selling uh, offshore stuff. And just the, the way that Boomerang do it, it's, it, it's cut above. It, it really is. And I'm not, not trying to put down anybody else that's no longer here. Um, but it, it, it just the, the height of professional and, and what I do really like is the, the flat fee. Um, because one of the biggest concerns people always said, was, well, how much are you paying them? How much are you making on this? Are you giving me the right? But if you're charging a flat fee, why wouldn't you be giving them the right person? And I think that brings a level of integrity and accountability to to Peter's company uh, that that stands above a lot of others out there in the marketplace. Yeah, thank you, Jake. Um, Peter, I I have one question. Um, it's about the the accountancy in the Philippines. Um, I was wondering, like an accountant in the Philippines doing the accounts for an Australian business would. Like I'm assuming there's going to be different tax laws in two different countries. Like, would a Filipino accountant understand, um, like different Australian rules? And like, could you come into some bother if you're outsourcing stuff like that? Your finances? Um, not not typically. Okay, I think you'll find a, a majority of candidacy translates. And then it's a small minority of it that ends up being specialized. Right. And the focus here for offshoring is do what you do best. So an accountant over there in Australia, if they if they know taxation law in Queensland, which might be different from elsewhere in Australia, and that's their focus, then that's what they should stay focused on. Creating yeah. a balance sheet, creating a P&L, that translates across the whole accountancy world. So anyone can do that kind of role, create a balance sheet or create the P&L, correlate invoices and, and just, you know, bring all that paperwork together and report on it. And that's what yeah, we're right. trying to do for accountants is there. We're trying to save them from doing that repetitive dog work that sucks up so much of their time and get people focused on their area of expertise and free them up to do more of that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Does that, does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's more like, um, like, yeah, like you said, eighty percent dog work, generic accountancy work, rather than specialized tax tax stuff and stuff like that. Correct. Yeah. Okay. That makes that makes more sense. 
Cool. Yeah. Andy, if you make sure you've got your details in the chat, I'm sure Peter can reach out and contact you. Looking at the time, we've got time for one more. Here we go. Hand up. Joanne. Peter, is there a um, minimum number of hours per week that you need to employ someone for? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. Thank you very much. We focus on full-time team members, eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, 160 hours a month. Okay. The reason we niche into that is, like I said, we like to look after our team members. Now, I could quite easily go out there and try and employ people on a part-time basis. But I guarantee if I get someone on a part-time basis, they are always going to be looking for full-time employment. Yeah. And if they find it, they're going to drop you like a hot stone. And I don't want to be known as the person who finds part-time people and they disappear in two or three weeks yeah. or sorry, two or three months. Yeah. So we've got, you know, for people who are looking for block time or maybe five hours a week, 10 hours a week, you've got ladies like Sabrina. If you're not looking for someone in Australia, if you're looking for someone offshore to do that kind of specific work, I can put you in contact with them. If you're looking for a service that instead of it's instead of a role one person can fulfill, you're looking for a role that's more of a service based. I can put you in. I can put you in contact with people who do that kind of service. Right. Just because I can't help you doesn't mean I stop helping. Yep. Thank you. Thank you very much.